Hello, I'm Katherine Matheson. This is the Grandmother Stories Podcast. If you enjoy these episodes and you're looking for more content like this more often, check out Stone Song Wisdom at katherinematheson.substack.com. Episode 24 How Stories from the River of Light Finds You When Worlds End, Part 1 Dear Grandchildren, Welcome to Season 2 of the Grandmother Stories. This year, we're moving into another frequency, moving to meet the intensity that rises to meet us through the next 12 months. Let's begin with the intensity we can expect through 2024. Even without looking at the headlines, we can intuitively say the coming year will bring profound change. The signs are all around us, in the weather, in the skies, in the earth herself. And as monumental change occurs all around you, dear grandchildren, it will be the grandmothers who remind you to remember what they've been telling you all your life. Remember who you are. Remember You hold the light and the hopes and the dreams of your ancestors. Remember that love is stronger than fear. And you are here because you chose to be alive now, to bring your gifts into this world at this moment, to shine your light in a way that will help shape the transformation rippling across our planet this year and in the years ahead. The stories of this podcast have been taken mostly from journals written through several decades and some of them may continue to come forward. But in the last two episodes of Season 1, it became clear this podcast is evolving, and we have now traveled together into a new year, into a whole new territory of stories, and a new way of telling them. Before we get into the story that has come forward for this episode, I would like to explain. I feel it's only fair, especially since the grandmother stories are always encouraging you to own your truth. Here's mine. Writing this podcast is like dipping into a river of light and connecting with whatever is flowing through it toward me in that moment. Imagine a golden white energy flowing around you and through you and being able to tap into this energy to ask, what needs to be told in this moment? And then imagine a series of images and feelings and words unfolding in a flash that pulls you into a time and a place and a way of being and a way of learning and knowing. All you have to do then is close your eyes and witness what is happening, listen to what is being said, feel what is known. (laughs) And then you do your best to capture it all so you can tell it to others. All through the first season. There was a particular story that shone through the most bright and deep and clear. And those were the stories of the brilliant land, an ancient place and the time of the Druids. It feels so long ago, dear grandchildren, that even prehistory as we know it was thousands of years into the future. A great transformation was coming to that land, a time of challenge, when everything about the world as it was known then would be upended. All the knowledge and wisdom and stories of that time have been gathered by the River of Light, and for reasons I am most humbly grateful for, but do not fully understand, some of its light is being directed through me. 
because there is a sense of urgency in these tellings, a sense that knowledge and wisdom and stories of that time are meant to be heard again and are meant to be told to you so that you may gather such insight and knowing and light into your own life as you may. It feels important to share these stories with you, to prepare you, and to assist you in facing the great challenges of this world we live in today. If you are here and listening still, you probably know that among your gifts, dear grandchildren, it is probably clear to you by now that you are a light holder, you are a light bringer, you are a light worker. And the river of light is flowing through you as well, through your own channels. It is fairly bursting its banks now to find every way possible to find you and to send you its light and knowing and wisdom. And so this is just one more way it comes to you through these stories. And right now, the stories most wishing to be told are the ones connected to The Brilliant Land, the series that features Merlin and sometimes Kumina. This Merlin, let's be clear, is not the Merlin of the King Arthur stories. Merlin from the Brilliant Land holds some of the qualities of the King Arthur Merlin, but that is because Merlin is actually a title and not a name. There were Merlin druids in every generation in the ancient days of the Brilliant Land, so the Merlin of the Brilliant Land is an ancient spiritual ancestor of the King Arthur Merlin. And if you listen to episodes 22 and 23 of this podcast, you'll remember that you were a student of Merlin's, and he brought you to a magical place in the ancient forest. You were taken on a journey through multiple doorways across the earth and into the cosmos and then back again. And when you returned, you were able to answer his questions about what you learned. And then he proclaimed you a student no longer, telling you that now the real learning can begin. Here is the story that has stepped forward from the River of Light for this episode. This story is called When Worlds End, and this is part one of a six-part series to be told through the months of January, February, and March of this year, 2024. When Worlds End, Part 1 Hear you now about the ending of the Age of Magic and the diminishing of the world as it once was in all its glory. For these are the words of the ancient ones, in the hours they knew that the age of their great works with the mother and with the people was ending. Upon a hill that stands tall amid a sea of trees in this distant age, there is a sacred gathering circle, surrounded by large oak trees. This circle is known as the Woodchant, an ancient grove of giant oak and towering yew and gnarled hawthorn trees, crowning a long, sloping hill. The woodchant stands within sight of the stone song, which holds three great circles of stones, the giant grey stones of the outer circle, the tall blue stones of the middle circle, and the carven quartz stones of the inner circle. And down the long, sloping hill and within sight of both the woodchant and the stone song is the wrath, 
a village of 124 souls, living in 32 round huts with thatched roofs. A larger roundhouse serves as a meeting place and home of 18 of the oldest of the old ones, including the archmage. There are 63 more old ones, or instructors, or druids, who live in small camps in various parts of the ancient forest, each with their cohort of students. King Tig is the head of five clans, all of whom live in the Wrath, and his queen is named Alastrina. On this day, the king is hosting four kings from other clans of his people, along with an unusually large number of wisdom keepers, light weavers, wayfinders, and truth speakers. Most of these have traveled for several days to attend this gathering. In addition to humans, there are 15 star cousins from seven planets, seven separate galaxies, present. With apologies for this listing of beings and the numbers of whom are present, we remind you that this is an historic moment, and the names of every soul present is a well-curated piece of the oral histories, and as such must be mentioned in the retelling of this event. We will not list each of them by name. However, we do refer you to the complete list that does contain the names of those present, which is an accounting of their lives and the lives of their people and their ancestors, which can be found within Round 333, within the full remembering. As you may recall, a new round is added for every generation to the remembering, our complete oral history, and the entirety of it is sung once each generation during the Samhain full moon ceremony. Most years, only the three most recent rounds are sung. This historic moment occurred during round 332, and we have just lived through round 333, where all these names were included. As we will have access to these names during each remembering every year for the next three generations, we trust you to learn each of these names for yourselves and to hold them for the remembering you pass along to your own children and to your children's children. All told then, in the rare pale sunshine of this cold morning in the late part of winter, 618 souls gather in the woodchant. Represented here are all of the fourteen clans of the people, all the known lands and countries of this land, and all the federations of the Star Roads. Among those present, most do not know the terrible truth that will be spoken here. The Star Cousins, the King and Queen, and their Archmage Dara do know, as do Merlin and Comina and all the Wisdom Keepers. Further information about this knowing was discovered and can be found in the following episodes of Season 1 of this podcast. Episode 6, Episode 8, Episode 10, and Episode 13. Among those present on this morning is Sarah, who is 18 years old and is in the 14th year of her training. 
she is standing near the back of the gathering and gripping the hands of her two sisters, certain she does not want to hear what they are about to be told. She is right. As the archmage speaks, Sarah feels each word as if it is a rock falling from a great distance to strike her. Their world is ending. The time of their people is ending. The world will be reset, and they have perhaps 60 years to prepare. For make no mistake, the archmage said, many are leaving. The age of great change and departure is upon us. As we stand here, shoulder to shoulder, in this place where we have loved and lived and learned for many centuries, we know that in a few generations, two at the least and three for certain, we know that all will be swept away and the land will be reset for the next ones. We know the manner of this resetting will determine how much can be remembered how much can be saved, and how many will be left to carry on the great work of the Creator, to keep the energies of our Mother connected, not only to us, but to all that is required for full and brilliant functioning of our being, our lives, our well-being, and our awareness. Sarah is registering the beauty of the Archmage's voice, and wondering at the gravity of its words as they echo in her bones. She knows there have been many signs. She tries to listen as she stands with her people all that she loves, and to absorb the knowing about the end of her world. And she can't take her eyes off her oldest sister. After an initial outcry, when the archmage began to speak, a ripple of emotion was followed by complete silence. Then everyone seemed to turn away from him, seeking others' hands and faces, and trying to steady themselves as they listened to the words. Sarai's sister, Teresa, is gripping her left hand. She may be the only one who has continued to stare straight ahead. Her beloved, Elil, is there, standing next to the archmage, and his eyes are on hers. Catching the look that passes between them, Saray understands the reason the two of them have been so upset over the past few days. They already knew, she thinks. As a member of the inner circle, Elil will have told Teresa. She remembered their whispered and urgent conversations over the last several days, and she knew now it was not an argument over the best timing for their new home together the end of the world, and knowing their new home will now never be. For, with the announcing of this news, a whole new way of being, long prepared, is about to begin. All of her generation had been told this day would be coming. They had been taught from the moment they could understand speech. We have come to this moment long foreseen, said King Taig. And from this moment, the way we walk in the world will be different, for we are now on the pathways of ending, of closing, and of transitioning to the next way of being for our mother, our duties, 
and our children. These are the touchstone words, remembered Sarah. They had known since they were babies together that they would hear them when the time came. They know what happens next and what they must do. We will be hearing from each of the Star Council Federations as each of our star cousins present will be speaking, said King Tige. But before we do, the Merlin has something to say to you. When he stepped to the front of the group, the Merlin took a moment to look around, waiting as the murmuring whispers faded and until there was again complete silence. Dear ones, he said, you are being called now to the deepest work you know how to do. You are each here by the timing and will of your own souls. Each of you holds a needed gift that you are called now to unveil. It is your light, the light you carry with you everywhere you go. Many of you will be traveling far in physical body, in thought and in spirit in the months and years ahead. And as you go, remember the intention. If you carry light filled with intention for healing and strength, for joy and for love, for peace and for abundance of life, and if you grow it and send it out for the good of all, you will be doing much to ensure the balance is maintained. This is as true now as it will be at the world's end. Holding your light steady while world's end is the deepest work you can do. And this is the end of part one of When Worlds End. Part two will be presented when the January 2024 moon is full on January 25th. Dear grandchildren, if you knew the world was ending in 60 years or so, what would you do to prepare yourself and your children and your children's children? This ancient story offers us a view of a culture that not only knew when their world would end, it took steps to prepare its people, preserve its knowledge, and plan for the future no matter how uncertain that seemed. And if you are asking, Whoa, Grandmother, are you taking us to a dark place? I would answer, absolutely not. The River of Light is taking us all to a place where we can see how much light is needed during dark times, and then it will be showing us how to hold our light steady no matter what. If you're up for the journey, I'll see you soon. I'm Katherine Matheson. This is the Grandmother Stories Podcast. If you enjoy these episodes, and you are looking for more content like this more often, check out Stonesong Wisdom at katherinematheson.substack.com. Thanks for listening.